You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JCastNetwork.org. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, we are continuing in uh, in. in in our journey through the the Torah, asking the question, "What's the point of Judaism?" Um, and looking, you know, with a focus on um, particular commandments, particular um, acts, or uh, pieces of uh, uh, of wisdom, and and asking um, why these are a part of our tradition. What um, end are they trying to achieve? What uh, what what need are they trying to serve? Uh, so we've been going through mitzvah by mitzvah, roughly through the trajectory of uh, the, the weekly Torah portion, um, and using as the jumping-off point um, a, a book called Sefer Achinuch, which is uh, um, a, a 13th century Spanish uh, uh, text, mainly of Jewish law, um, but the author, who's anonymous, um, uh, also... Uh, spends a little bit of time for each commandment, talking about what he believes the reason for that commandment is, the rationale for that commandment. So, so we've been using that as the jumping off point, and we are uh, in the midst of uh, what are known as the Ten Commandments in the book of Exodus, um, which is a little bit far off from our weekly Torah portion, but in our weekly Torah portion for the next um, uh, a few weeks. Well, actually, that's not true. I was going to say there's no commandments, but there's there's one in the Torah portion next week. Um, but we've already covered that one, and then the rest of the book of Genesis, there's no more uh, commandments. And starting in the book of Exodus, a lot of things having to do with Passover. As I mentioned last week, it seemed like too early to talk about Passover, so I'm not going to talk about Passover yet. So we're talking about the Ten Commandments, and last week we talked about the first commandment, which is not really phrases of commandment at all, um, which is Anochi Adonai Lohecha Shehotzeiticha Me'eretz Mitzrayim Mibetov. I, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, the house of bondage. According to the Sefer Achinuch, that commandment means to believe in God. That we have a commandment to believe in God. As we spent time last week talking about uh, basically the question, what's the point of believing in God? You know, why does faith matter? Uh, so that's one question, which leads to a related question, which is, I think, what, what, what uh, we'll talk about today, um, which is not only why does faith matter, but why does a particular kind of faith matter? Why does it matter that you believe in this God versus that God? Um, uh, and that's the second commandment, Lo Elohim acherim al panai. You shall have no other gods beside me. Um, which, uh, according to the Jewish tradition, is uh, is a commandment uh, saying um, you don't have this part, but this is the 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 introduction to it in the Sefer Chinuch. Shalun Amin Elohim Zulati Hashem Levado. You shouldn't believe in any gods other than uh, than God alone. Shneimar Lo Yelcha Elohim Achrim Al Panai. Right, as it says, you should not have other gods before me. Uh, and the Sefer Chinuch, you can see in your uh, in your text, um, uh, doesn't spend a lot of time talking about the rationale for it. All he says is, uh, and this is the uh, second full paragraph on on your page. Uh, I'm going to just do it in Hebrew because it's very quick. Shoresh mitzvah zo nigla v'yadua. The root of this commandment is revealed and known. 
That's it. That's all he says about it. So basically what it means is if we want to get to the bottom of it, right? he says that it's obvious. It's obvious why we're not supposed to uh, have other gods and only worship uh, uh, one particular... It's not just worship one god, right? Because you can say worship one god. Say, okay, good, I'm going to worship Krishna, right? Uh, or I'm going to uh, serve, you know... Uh, um, um, Lady Gaga, whatever, right? That's one god, right? So why one, this one particular god? Um, and according to Sefer Chinuch, Shorosh Mitzvah it's obvious and known. So, since it's obvious and known, I want to ask the esteemed panel around the table, why, what's the point of, uh, of, of um, exclusive devotion, exclusive belief um, in, uh, in, in one particular god, in the god of Israel? Because if you believe in others, then you probably have conflicts with rules. Okay. If you believe in others, you might have conflicts. Can you give me an example? Uh, well, God gives us mitzvot, mm-hmm. and maybe some other God would contradict with, uh, like, the rules of kashrut or something like that. Not what, <laughs> whichever one you want to pick. Good. Um, boiling a calf in his mother's milk or something like that because others, you know, pagans decide that that's what they do normally. Mm-hmm. Good. So in some ways it's a, it's a question of this goes back to the panel the, the conversation that, that, uh, that you went to with uh, Justice Breyer about the rule of law. Mm-hmm. It's a question of authority, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know that what you're supposed to do um, is what you're supposed to do? And if you believe in other gods, then um, then uh, then there's no there's no common sense of authority, and uh, there's conflicting uh, approaches potentially, right? So uh, so if I so if I worship uh, the God of Israel and you worship Baal and uh, you worship uh, Lady Gaga, right? Uh, then uh, th- then how do we know which set of commandments is the is the right uh, the, the right the right approach, um, and they're the source for uh, for for conflict for uh, for for upheaval. Um, okay, good, great. Other other thoughts. Well, the Torah says that God says that you you must believe in me. I'm a jealous God, mm-hmm. and you you can't have other gods. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why the author is saying it's obvious because it's in the Torah. It's obvious because it's in the Torah, but you realize how that's circular, right? Uh, you yeah, know, well, uh, yeah. The, 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 um, um, the reason we know about, uh, uh, about, about God is because it's written in the Torah, and the reason we believe it's in the Torah is because God wrote it, right? Yeah, you know, okay. so... Right. Um, uh, but yes, I, I, I agree that that's probably where he's coming from, right? In his context, right, it's, it's clear um, uh, why one should only believe in, in... If you think about the Israelites um, in the desert and even after, uh, it must have been hard for them to give up their other beliefs and the gods around them, mm-hmm. the, the polytheistic influences around them and come to believe in one God. And even Rachel, you know, when she left home, I think she tucked those little things under the saddle of her camel uh, and brought them with her Mm -hmm. into her new life. Uh, So it was probably fun for those people. There was a lot going on for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, uh, uh, so, so we, so therefore we, we have this commandment of, uh, of believing only in, um, in, in the God of Israel, um, because it, uh, because it's hard to uproot other beliefs? No, because it leads to a way of life that is a good way of life. And Sherry mentioned the mitzvot, the midot that we draw from that, and it's, Mm-hmm. It's all because we believe in one God that has taught us. Um, I, I like that, and I want to come back to that in a second. Right, that it that it leads to a particular way of life. Um, uh, other thoughts. So, I guess just a couple of uh, of, of things to pick up on. Um, the first is that. Um, uh, uh, if you look a little bit uh, above on the page, um, the Sefer Chinuch uh, tries to make it very clear that what this is talking about is um, about uh, what our beliefs are, and not about the gods that we make. Right? That's a separate commandment of not uh, not making um, other gods, not to make not making idols. But this is about um, but this is about belief. And it turns out that um, that almost everything is belief, right? And and uh, and most people don't um, uh, don't really acknowledge this or don't really think about this in life. But but um, virtually everything that we that we that we approach or encounter in life is based on um, uh, uh, what uh, what our what our suppositions are, what our what our thoughts are going into it. Um, you know, and I guess the the, the biggest um, um, the well, the biggest I think example of that is uh, is is our uh, outside culture that is um, uh, that that uh, has been um, in in a lot of good ways uh, very strongly influenced by um, by the scientific enterprise. Um, the scientific enterprise um, uh, uh, is predicated on um, uh, only. Uh, studying what you can observe and what you can quantify, uh, which can lead to um, a mindset that all there is is what can be observed and what can be quantified, um, which is not exactly, which is not uh, uh, um, uh, strictly speaking true. Uh, it, it's not. There's no way of of, uh, of of demonstrating that all that there is is what can be observed and quantified, unless you first agree that all that there is can be observed and quantified. Does that make sense? Right. So, um, and, and that mindset um, has been um, uh, widely, even if it's not consciously, widely adopted by by our culture. Um, and so that has led, I think, to a very, uh, a very corrosive kind of materialism, um, that, uh, that all that matters are things, um, uh, which is, I think, the natural extension of that, uh, of that approach and that mindset. Um, and, uh, and, so, and so I use that as just one example to, to, to show that, that what we believe, our orientation to life, dictates almost everything, even if we're not conscious, conscious of it. Um, and so one of the benefits, one of the, I think, intentions of this commandment um, uh, to have no other gods beside God, the first is to be conscious of our beliefs at all. 
right? So, um, so not only believe in God, right, but believe in a particular God, meaning um, examine what it is, uh, what, what the assumptions are that you bring to every moment of your life. Know what you're, what, what you're, what you think about the world. And a lot of people don't, right? A lot of people, um, uh, don't have a very, uh, um, uh, uh, mature personal theology. Most people don't have a theology at all. Um, most people are just kind of, um, um, influenced by, uh, by, by the outside culture in an unthinking way. And what I think that this, uh, um, this commandment is saying first and foremost is examine your beliefs. Examine what it is that underlies everything that you that you experience do, how you interpret everything that you uh, encounter in the world is all related to the assumptions that you bring in. Examine those beliefs. That's the first thing. The second thing is um, uh, is uh, is uh, and Charlotte, you you got to this, and in some ways uh, you did too, Sherry. Is that uh, um, what you believe uh, leads to things? Right. I think that's what you, the, the language you Sherry said. Sherry mentioned. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so that's important, right? Belief in and of itself is not the issue, right? Um, uh, what your beliefs lead to is really the issue. Um, and, uh, and different beliefs lead to different kinds of behaviors and kinds of deeds and kinds of actions. So, um, so examining what it is you believe in because it will lead you to live your life in a particular direction um, is a really important thing. And, and that's why... Um, this particular belief is the one the Torah advocates. Not because it's wrong to be another religion. But the question is not so much what it is you believe as what it is you serve. Right? And that, I think, is related to what you were saying, Sherry, um, you know, in terms of the, the, the authority of, of, uh, of, of the law and, and, and our practice. And things. But I think it's a little bit more broad than that, um, which is it's not so much about an intellectual thought. Right? It is about what your life is geared toward. Right? What you, you know, not only what you experience about the world, but what you contribute to the world. And if you say, you, you shall have no other God besides me, well, I think it's also important to look back a few words about the defining characteristics of the God of Israel, right? The defining characteristics of the God of Israel. God could have in, uh, introduced the Ten Commandments in any way, but God says, uh, I am the Lord your God, Asher Mitzrayim I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and, uh, from the house of bondage, right? Um, so what it means to believe in me is to believe in a God whose fundamental defining characteristic is, um, is, is liberating slaves, right? Is, uh, is, is taking those who are degraded and making them exalted. Um, is, uh, is someone who, who, who identifies the fundamental dignity um, and humanity and holiness of every human individual, no matter how lowly they may be, and holds them and takes care of them and, uh, and, and, and makes sure that, uh, that they are provided for, and is the God of, of personal liberation as well, right? A God that, that ultimately serving this God is, uh, is an act of freedom on, on, on your part as well, right? Uh, uh, um, that, uh, that, that serving this one particular God means that you have no other masters, means that you're not worshiping um, the mall, as it were, right? People don't go worship the mall, but what it means is, is what do you serve, right? What are you, what are you directed toward? What are you drawn toward, right? What do you, what, you, you, you work and you, uh, and you earn money. Well, what are you using that money for? Right, um, you uh, you you uh, get married and you raise a family. What does your household look like? 
How are you raising your kids? Not are you raising your kids to be Jews? That's a, that's an important question in of itself. But but um, what are you raising your kids to do? What are you doing in the life of your family? Um, how do you conduct yourself in 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 your business? Is it, do you see the 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 work that you do as a means to the end of getting money so you can go shopping, or um, do you uh, see your life as an act of of service of higher ideals? Um, and is that a, a a choice that you are freely choosing on your part? Right. That's those are the questions of of the of the service of God alone that I think is being um, dr- uh, uh, pointed toward with with this commandment. That it's that it's not about not a, not exactly about what you believe, um, but it's about um, about what your what what you do with that belief. What that belief leads you to, because there are people who say that they believe in God, and that belief actually doesn't really do anything, doesn't make them anything, doesn't drive them toward anything. And I would argue that that's not what the Torah is. That's not the kind of belief that the Torah is talking about. The kind, and, and there's very Jewish answers around this table, right? That uh, that that belief isn't about a personal feeling, right? It's about it's about what kind of person it makes you. Right? What kind of actions it leads you toward? Um, so, uh, so the root reason for this precept is obvious and known, according to the uh, Sefer Chinuch. I think the reason is because, in a thick Jewish context, like it's clear, right? not only because it makes you less Jewish to uh, to not believe in a particular God, but because it makes you less Jewish um, uh, that uh, that your belief in a particular God doesn't lead you toward a particular set of um, behaviors and actions and uh, and and uh, and deeds in the world. Um, my friend Scott Perlow, who's a rabbi at the Sixth and I Historic Synagogue in in Washington, um, uh, he gave a sermon like this on uh, on Rosh Hashanah. Really great. You can probably find it online. Um, uh, and, and he and he talks about how he wants to um, eradicate from religious discourse um, the question of Do you believe in God? Um, and transform that question to what do you serve, right? And and I think that that is um, uh, really what this is getting at here, right? Don't don't put other things before God means that your priority is the service of human dignity, of liberation, of freedom, um, of, uh, of of justice, right? Don't put other things before that, right? Lo Elohim acharim Don't put other gods before me. Right? Um, don't believe in other. Don't serve other things ahead of me. Right? Serve this. Go this direction. Right? Um, that I think is um, a more helpful um, and a more Jewish approach, and it also divorces it from you know these sort of abstract philosophical questions that actually don't really help people uh, um, in 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 their lives. Don't really cultivate um, a, uh, um, a, um, a, a the. A spiritual life in in in, um, um, in in a in a helpful sort of way. Um, so, in thinking about what's the what's the point of not only believing in God, but of believing in a particular God, I think the point is because it directs us. It helps us. It directs us. Directs us. It uh, n- not only gives us an orientation to look at life, to interpret our world, to uh, to um, uh, to um, to um, um, to 
orient ourselves to, uh, to, to all that we experience, but it also is what will ultimately propel us outward. What we believe is about what we uh, serve and what we do, and the hope, I think, of the tradition and of the Ten Commandments uh, is uh, to, um, to lead us uh, toward fulfillment of uh, those high ideals. 